points in their last five, a three-game winning streak coming into this game. And all I can say is all good things must come to an end, apparently. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. My name is Audie James. Uh, on the heels of a Calgary Flames 5-3 to loss at the hands of the LA Kings tonight at Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. Now, um, you can see I'm getting in the festive spirit. It's the last time I'm going to see you guys or talk to you guys if you're listening back on playback before the Christmas break or the holiday break. Uh, so we're trying to get a little festive. We're going to try to keep things nice and positive. It's hard to be positive after a game like that, though, don't you think? Not the greatest of games tonight for the Calgary Flames in California. Now, they had a pretty solid road trip. The month of December, I keep... I, I, I keep forgetting i i, I, I uh, paused there because december already it's crazy we're at the end of the year we're at the end of 2023 you could say 2023 as a whole wasn't great to the calgary flames um but the month of december not stellar seven six and two i believe is the final record that they will hold uh in the month of december heading into the christmas break they will play before uh new year's however so there will be some time for them to add or subtract to that uh to that total um but yeah not the best of games we're gonna try to keep things jolly we're gonna try to keep things light uh but things were not stellar yeah time flies as kq says in the chat by the way speaking of the chat if you are watching live uh save your questions for the end we're gonna circle back at the end and answer those have a little bit of fun because uh that's all we can do at this point that's all we can do as as people who talk about and cover this team or fans of this team that's all we can do just hope for a little fun just have some fun you and i we can uh we can chat about it here on game over calgary but save your questions for the end while you're here though hit like hit subscribe share the stream on social media let's get more people in here we'll have some fun with this as we go along okay like i mentioned uh the calgary flames we're looking for four in a row i think three is going to be uh three is going to be where they stop obviously tonight but Three is the longest streak of the season for them in terms of consecutive wins. Um, and they had points in their last five coming into it. So things were not all doom and gloom uh, per se coming into this game. So, um, you know, obviously the last game that they played, they looked really well. Jacob Markstrom picks up his 200th career win against the Anaheim Ducks in shutout fashion. They looked really good. I was expecting them to maybe come into this one. I know the LA Kings are good. But I was expecting them to come into this one with a little bit more oomph, a little bit more uh, pizzazz, if you will. But uh, they, they, they obviously don't do that. We'll break things down shortly here. One note about the LA Kings that I want to kind of get off my chest is you look at the standings and you look at people who talk about other teams. But if you don't watch other teams on a nightly basis, you don't really have a great gauge of how good or how bad a team is until you lay your own two eyes on them. Honestly... I haven't watched a whole lot of LA Kings games aside from games that they've played against Calgary. Obviously, I've seen those ones. But aside from that, I don't go out of my way to watch LA Kings games. But you hear about how good they've been and things that they're doing well. And, oh, watch out for the LA Kings in the West. All of a sudden, they're at the top of the West and, uh, and, and the standings in the Western Conference and obviously within the Pacific Division. You see all that stuff, but you don't really get a good gauge really until you watch them and now after seeing this game I understand where all that was coming from 
from people who talk about this team uh, on Twitter, in 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 the on on broadcast and stuff like that. Because golly, man, that that's a that's a darn good hockey team right there, uh, riding on the coattails of right now a goaltending tandem that used to exist here in Calgary in Cam Talbot and David Riddick, Big Save Dave. Once upon a time here in Calgary, but that's a damn good hockey team. That's a team with a lot of tools in the tool belt. Obviously, PL Dubois is is uh, he, he scores tonight. He snaps that goal streak, but uh, he was on a bit of a skid. But um, aside from that, that's a that's a damn good team. We're gonna break things down here uh, period by period, and then we will have a fun little exercise at the end of the show just to kind of kick things off into the holiday season as Christmas Eve is tomorrow. Um, okay, so the first period, obviously, Jacob Markstrom had to have his come-to-earth come moment. He had that fantastic game, the 200th win of his career. Uh, I think that puts him in third place amongst all Swedish-born goaltenders in the National Hockey League, in the history of the National Hockey League. So he sits third now, and it's a shutout. Just a big, big win. A great game from him. And he lets the first shot of the game go in. A squeaker at that. That thing squeaked between his pads. Uh, that was Quinton Byfield who opens the scoring there early on. I think that was a minute and 10 into this hockey game. And that set the table. Let's be honest. Let's That, that, that set the table there for how this game was going to go for the Calgary Flames. I mean... As uh, as Dib says in the chat, welcome by the way, uh, Kings fan here. GG, very close. Yeah, close in the score for sure. And and I think that maybe if you're um, if you're Cam Talbot, you maybe want a couple of those back. And it, maybe it's not so close then. Um, but this game, in terms of a litmus test for the Calgary Flames, it is very clear what they are lacking. It is very clear against a good team like the LA Kings what they are missing. Uh, I was watching this game the entire time, just thinking to myself, this is exactly what I want for the Calgary Flames. This is how I want them to be playing night in and night out. This was a fun game to watch if you were if you were uh, an LA Kings fan. It, it, they 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 were a very we're going to get into it more and more, but they were very fast. They moved the puck very well. Things that the Calgary Flames don't do and that was evident in the sloppy play early on there in the first period there were two or three shifts I think it started with the backland line where they just could not for the life of them and how many times have you heard me say this on this show could not for the life of them clear the puck out of their own end and these d-zone turnovers and the inability to not only take control of the puck, but then once you do have the puck in your own end, the inability to start going the other way and the inability to move the puck as a cohesive unit and you know all these cliches and things that you look for on a hockey team that makes them successful, the transition game was weak. Getting out of their own end, it sucked. Um, the turnovers, the, the amount of time that the LA Kings spent playing offense in that first period was not good if you were wearing a white jersey with a red C in the middle of it. It was it was tough sledding there early on for the Calgary Flames and um, you know, sloppy play off the tails of a, a goal that your goalie probably should have had. Just early struggles and like I said, it really set the table for how this game, I thought at least, was going to go for the Calgary Flames and I was proven correct in the end. Later on in the period though, 
it was uh, it was Rasmus Anderson who actually scored his first or scored on on the Flames' first shot of the game. So both goaltenders exchanging uh, goals allowed on first shot faced. Um, Rasmus Anderson, that one was off of it goes off a leg. It it squeaks over the shoulder of Cam Talbot, and uh, all of a sudden we have a tie game. I'm thinking, God damn man. I should have put some money on the over because I could see this one going and uh, and 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 you know going for a lot of goals here tonight based on how that first period went. Uh, my note for the first period that is going to be something that we come back to a lot as we kind of break this thing down is speed, and I think a lot of a lot of you who are watching this and a lot of you who watched the game tonight can probably say that you know it's not much of an exaggeration when i say that speed was pretty much the kryptonite here for the calgary flames tonight a lot of a lot of things weren't great but among those things that really stuck out and was really the thorn in the side for the entirety of this game for calgary was not only that they didn't play with any speed but the pace in which the la kings played is one that you should probably try to replicate one that you should probably try to mirror but when it's being thrown out against you, one thing you should probably try and counter. But I understand that you can't counter speed with no speed. So it was tough. The Flames struggled there mightily, mightily tonight in terms of being able to keep pace with just how fast LA was throughout the entire 60 minutes of this game. Um, and that was really clear early on in the first period, just how fast the Kings were able to break out of their own end, how fast, and, and, and when I say fast, it can go two ways. It's foot speed. It's something the Flames struggle with, but it's also something that the Kings were great at tonight was the foot speed. And when I say speed, they also move the puck well with speed and not in the sense of carrying the puck, but moving the puck from stick to stick. The amount of times I saw tonight, the LA Kings make a pass in the offensive zone or make an outlet pass out of their own end, trying to, you know, break through and transition. The amount of times I was like, wow, that was like on and off the stick in the blink of an eye. Like it was the, the way they moved the puck was so fast. The way they skated, it was great. That's a lot to take in if this were game over LA. However, it's game over Calgary. So we're going to focus on the other side of that, which is just how bad they were at countering that. It's hard to get sticks and lanes when the puck's moving that quick, but at the same time, the Flames just didn't do themselves any favors in trying to counter. In the uh, dying seconds of the penalty in the first period, I believe they actually awarded it as an even-strength goal. Uh, P.L. Dubois, he obviously breaks that uh, that goalless streak. First goal, I think they said, since November 18th on a tip-in. It's 2-1. That concludes it for matters in the first period. Um and that doesn't mean the woes and struggles for Calgary didn't go from the first to the second because they very much did. Uh, as my first note for the second period is a couple of really bad term turnovers early in this one. And again, if you had a penny for every time I said that for the Calgary Flames, you would be probably, you know, sitting on at least $3. If I said, if I said that 300 times, that, that wouldn't be too far outside of the uh, realm of possibility. Sorry, as I take a drink, my throat's getting... I'm still getting over this cold. I'm still getting over this sickness. You could probably still hear it in my voice, and it's uh, it's really messing with my throat here. So apologies for having to take the occasional drink break. Um, 
again, the Flames' lack of speed really noticed in transition. Uh, but then, in the in the second period, Blake Coleman, which we're going to talk about a little bit after I tell you what he just did, uh, on a ridiculous two-on-one, killing a penalty, uh, as Derek Wills likes to call it on the Flames' broadcast, a power-kill goal as he scores his fourth shorthanded goal of the season. A little bit of a scare there with Cam Tal, but he looked to be okay. He was shaken up, had a bit of a gash on his forehead, but he looks to be okay, and we're happy that he stays in the game because we don't like to see people get hurt on this show. Um, but Blake Coleman, he's going to score later on in the game. We're going to get there when we talk about the third period. But Pat Steinberg put out a tweet saying that Blake Coleman is now the Calgary Flames goal leader with 12 on the season. And that's not... What I'm about to say isn't a discredit to Blake Coleman because I think he's been incredible this season. I think you and I, a lot of people watching and listening, can probably agree that he's been one of the better Flames, uh, like just complete-wise. Like he hasn't really been horrible. He hasn't really stole a game. He's just kind of always... He's, he's Mr. Reliable. All reliable. You know that guy that you, uh, you can always rely on. That's what Blake Coleman has been to the Calgary Flames. But he scores two tonight. And now Blake Coleman is your goal leader for, for, for the Flames this season. Let me know what you guys think about that in the chat as we go along with this because, like, like I said, it's not to discredit how he's playing, and I'm not trying to make it seem like, oh, God, you know, when Blake Coleman is your goal leader, that you, you know, that must mean, uh, you know, there's some problems on this team, and obviously there's some problems, but, you know, when, it, when a team employs a $10.5 million Jonathan Huberto, a Nazem Kadri, uh, you know, Michael Backlund to an extent, Elias Lindholm, who I just kind of forgot about. He had three points last game, though. Um, and Blake Coleman is your leader with 12. Probably a bit of an indicator that, you know, you're not finding your finishers. And that's something that the Flames have struggled with, as I mentioned, probably 100 times in other shows, is the inability to finish. Um, they do have a lot of guys who have been able to contribute you know, I know that uh, as of late, it's been Sharon Govich, who's been kind of all reliable too, but they're doing it. What I'm trying to get at as I butcher my delivery here is they're kind of doing it by committee. There's a lot of guys who are, who are contributing throughout the lineup, but yeah, not, not ideal uh, when that's kind of the, um, that's, that's your goal leader in Calgary is Blake Coleman. And again, it's not to discredit him. He's been playing fantastic and it's good to see him get rewarded for good play. Um, but then shortly after that, uh, Laferriere, La La can somebody put the pronunciation guide in the chat, please? I know we have some Kings fans in here right now. Um, he scores on a double deflection, just a stupid, stupid one. And that's no fault of Markstrom's. That makes it 3-2. And that'll actually serve as the game winner um, as we go along here. And then once again, just another really good play by... Um, Another good play later on by Trevor Moore, who uh, just burns past everybody carrying the puck. Wicked shot, too. He scores, makes it 4-2. At the end of the second period, a double minor is assessed. The Calgary Flames go into the third period with a four-minute, just, just short of four-minute power play. And, you know, if you didn't even watch this game... And I told you that the Calgary Flames were given a they, they they had four minutes consecutively of power play time. You would probably just tell me that, you know, there's no chance in hell they scored, which which is true. They didn't, because the power play has struggled mightily. They put up a graphic on the broadcast 
on Hockey Night Canada tonight. I think the Flames in their last 22 games coming into this one, they do score a power play goal. Spoiler alert, uh, a little bit uh, later here in this period. Um, but they are 5 for 65, which is good for 7.7% on the power play in their last 22 games. We loved to dunk on Kirk Muller last year for the deployment of the power play. Sure, maybe they look a little bit better, uh, a little bit better this year under Savard. But we scrutinized this guy and his power play. Get this coach out of here. Get this staff out of here. And and I was one of those guys. I, excuse me, was a big proponent of you know, letting him run out to pasture and run whatever power play he wanted to run wherever he is. I think he's in Washington now, if I'm not mistaken. But the power play, the Mueller play was not working. And here we are, the next season, bringing in, you know, promoting Ryan Huska, bringing in Mark Savard to run the power play. And here we are with, with, with the same shit. It's the same thing over and over and over. And this team, like, guys, when I tell you, like, and, and you know, the fortunes of this, this team would be drastically different if even they were shooting at 30% on the power play, which is pretty damn good. To, maybe that's a little bit egregious. That that actually is ridiculously egregious. If they were if they were scoring at 15% on the power play, this team probably looks way different, and they're not in 24th place in the NHL um, after this game. What I'm trying to get at is the lack of finish is evident. The power play struggles are probably a direct result of the fact that they have no finishers and it's still it's still frustrating it's still frustrating some things were good tonight one of those things that was not good was the power play they they as uh, as dib mentioned in the chat king spent the whole game killing there it was a very undisciplined game say what you want about the officiating maybe there were a couple calls each side that probably you know you 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 wouldn't call any other time i don't know why they were called tonight um, you could take a couple of those penalties out, but it was a pretty undisciplined game. There was a lot of opportunity for both sides to be able to capitalize on the power play. And the Calgary Flames, especially, they had a lot of power play time tonight, and they just couldn't, they just couldn't do it as they as they haven't been able to do all season. And that's going to be something that I think when we look back at the end of this year, and you know, the Flames inevitably missed the playoffs. I can't wait to get clipped for that, by the way, and somebody post that later when the, if, if, if and when the Flames do. But when the Flames inevitably miss the playoffs and you look back at some of these two-goal games, one-goal games where you were 0 for 4 on the power play, 0 for 3 on the power play, 0 for 2 on the, even 0 for 2 on the power play, and you just needed one, you just needed two, you just needed one, you're going to look back and say, damn, there's, I don't know, a possible like 15, 20 points that you missed out on just because you couldn't score on the power play. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's uh, less than ideal. Uh, but then, like I said, finally a power play goal later on in the third period as Blake Coleman on the rebound of a Brzezicka shot makes it four to three. But then later on, uh, obviously Quinton Byfield scores on the empty net and we finish with a five, three hockey game at crypto.com arena. And it was uh like I said off the top, man, it was a tough one to watch. Less than ideal. Just the same results that we've been seeing on in pretty much every aspect. No speed, no finish, no taking advantage of special teams. It is what it is. It is what it is. It, hopefully, uh, everybody in Calgary and on the Flames gets a nice little Christmas break 
and they uh, they come back and um, you know maybe maybe things get a little bit better. But 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 what does that what does that look like? What does better look like for the Calgary Flames? I don't think they've had horrible goaltending. I don't think they've you know like the goaltending. I don't think has been um, has been as much of a problem as it was last season when Jacob Markstrom was Mr. Unreliable. And that's where the infamous, oh, they scored on the first shot. Oh, Markstrom's back. That's where that kind of whole that whole thing kind of started. What does it look like? What does it look like to you? They have a bit of a break. I say a bit of a break. They they don't play till the 27th, day after Boxing Day. Coming back, rejuvenated, hopefully. The power play. That's 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 what I keep coming back to. It's just the power play. Just how bad it's been. Five for sixty-five is not good coming into this. Not good at all. I don't know what it looks like. Let me know what you think in the chat. Uh, by the way, thank you guys for sticking this out. I know it's a late one tonight, and everybody's probably spending time with family. We're getting into the holiday season. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve, um, so I appreciate you guys sticking it out with me and hanging out. Um, let me know what you thought about this game, and we will uh, we will quickly uh, you know plug a little bit here and then and then get into something a little bit more fun. Uh, in this show. So like I mentioned uh, before, we're going to be calling for press conference questions shortly as we're about to put a bow on this show here. Um, but if you haven't done so already, please be sure to like the stream, share it, get some more people here, uh, and we can kind of have some fun in this next segment. Uh, subscribe to SDPN, wherever you're listening to on playback, subscribe to the podcast there, Game Over NHL. Um, we do appreciate all of the support and, uh, and the love there on, on, uh, on, uh, all of your preferred podcatchers, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, whatever else, wherever else anybody gets their podcasts. Um, but yeah, it let's in the spirit of the holidays, in the spirit of the holidays, not only am I wearing, uh, I'm wearing this beautiful pride hat, uh, I'm wearing my Canada ugly sweater, um, I was, you know, indulging in some very nice Christmas cocktails this evening uh, prior to the game when I was having dinner with my wife. Um, but we're going to get even more into the holiday spirit here with a little exercise called what, you know, what would each Calgary Flame be asking for for Christmas this season? What is Santa going to be bringing to your favorite Calgary Flames players? So we'll go through, we'll go through a couple. And I'm looking forward to some feedback. So before we, before I start giving you what I think, I would like you guys to, in the chat, let me know, name a player and what they want for, for Christmas. Um, this could be fun. Be respectful. Be kind. Um, Jonathan Huberdeau is the first one that I'd like to talk about. And the first person that comes to mind when I think of someone who desperately needs something that will help them for Christmas. And... Um, I was going to say like, you know, somebody to help him kind of get Excel a little bit further. And I know the flames won't be likely won't be in the, uh, in the market to be acquiring talent at the trade deadline. But if I'm Jonathan Huberto, I'm asking for like Anthony Duclair for Christmas, <laughs> get me somebody that can help. And the sharks stink. 
So maybe they'd be in the market to like try to dish someone out. I think Anthony Duclair might be could be one of those people. But I'd be like, yeah, get me somebody like Anthony Duclair who I know I've played with before and has uh, you know <laughs> has has done me uh, done me pretty well. Um, excuse me, uh, Jacob or sorry, Jacob Markstrom, Dustin Wolf wants. Um, <laughs> Dustin Wolf, this is one that I just kind of thought of on the spot. Dustin Wolf wants um, a Dan Vladar, a Dan Vladar trade for Christmas. <laughs> he wants to see Dan Vladar traded so that he can come back up and keep making that NHL money, and um, and uh, and obviously keep playing in the NHL. Dustin Wolf is, I'm, I'm, I can't wait till he's a full timer on this squad. He's 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 a lot of fun to watch. I've seen him a few times for the Wranglers, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's good. But yeah, he's probably asking for a Dan Vladar trade. Let's see what do the comments say. Dib says Huberto needs a better line for Christmas. Yeah, that is pretty much bang on. Dib needs a better line, and maybe that starts with uh, acquiring a guy like Anthony Duclair to kind of light the fire under his ass and maybe give him that taste of Florida that he's missing in the first little bit of his tenure here in Calgary because it hasn't, um, it has not been stellar for him. Uh, Andrew Mangiapane probably wants, <laughs> probably wants a few more goals. Dylan Dubé probably wants people to stop ragging on him so much, but it's self-inflicted. So that's something that he's likely going to just have to deal with for the uh, foreseeable future. Dylan Dubé, man. Is Dylan Dubé Sam Bennett 2.0? Is Dylan Dubé Sam Bennett 2.0? What what do you do with a guy like Dylan Dubé? I know a lot of people in this in the chat previously have said it's time for him to you know have the popcorn diet, and I've kind of been on that too. What does this guy provide? What does anybody really provide? This Flames team is struggling. I'm 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 getting to the point where like it was so fun to be able to cover that win the other night and it was a good win. It was Jacob Markstrom's 200th career win. It was a shutout. There were a lot of good things to talk about. But when there's nothing good to talk about or things aren't great, it's hard to continue to break down these games the same way we have time and time again. It's the same old rinse and repeat stuff. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but um but expecting different results. And the Calgary Flames, they keep redoing their same old same old shit with their power play, which, you know, if they even scored two more power play goals tonight, I bet you we're talking about a different outcome tonight. Um, it's been less than ideal for Calgary. It's been way less than ideal for the Calgary Flames, and it's starting to wear thin. I'm I'm getting into my own head when I come on this show and I have to talk to you guys for the amount of time that we talk and I'm like, damn, what's something new I'm going to bring to the table? Oh, the flames lost. Oh, the power play stunk. Oh, Dubé's still trash. Oh, Huberto still hasn't hit his stride. Hasn't found his game yet. It's getting tiresome. What are some good things that happened in this game for the Calgary flames? What's something good? Tell me something good. Blake Coleman was good. We talked about him already. Jacob Markstrom, I think was pretty good for the most part. And that's something that's frustrating me too. Now we're just airing our grievances. It's Festivus after all. We're airing our grievances. It's um, 
last season, Jacob Markstrom went through the ringer, and we know that. And, um, you know, didn't have the, the best year. And, you know, fans wrote him a lot. They wrote him hard for just how bad he was. And now he's finally kind of getting back to himself, and the rest of the team sucks again. They are not very good. Um, Markstrom played great. He's been playing great. Battle a bit of injury trouble. It is what it is, folks. It's it's tough. It's it's tough. Let's just hope that going into this Christmas break, coming out of it and heading into the new year, that we see a new look Calgary crew and maybe some positivity, maybe some good stuff comes out of this. But that also means we're getting closer to trade deadline, and I'm excited to see what they do with some of their pending UFAs. Um, that'll be it, folks. I've taken up a lot of your time. I've, I appreciate you guys coming out and uh, sticking it out. I know it's a late one. It's uh, it's it's a it's a night where probably you guys are spending time with family heading into the Christmas season and the holiday season. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. I know I'm going to be hanging out with my family, and um, you know it's it's going to be a good time. It's always it's always fun the holiday season. So um, I hope you guys have a great holiday season. I hope you have a safe holiday season. Enjoy everything responsibly. Um, take good care of yourselves. Spend some good time with your family and your friends and everybody that you love. Tell them that you love them. Um, and I hope that Santa's good to everybody. I genuinely hope that you guys have a good, uh, holiday season. And, um, you know, when we come out of the break, it's, uh, it's, it's going to hopefully be something more fun to, uh, to talk about here in Flamesland. But, uh, talking about the next game over the next time we see you will be on December 27th. It is going to be against the Seattle Kraken. Peter Klein will have your game over show until then thanks friends and um like i said have a great holiday season we will see you uh, actually i won't see you guys until the new year i'm not back on the mic until january 2nd so have a great christmas happy new year to all of you and uh, thanks for sticking around this has been game over calgary on the heels of a five to three calgary flames loss against the la Kings. stay safe friends and i will talk to you in the new year adios yeah!